0: Hey, my name is J.D. Larson, one of the pastors at North City Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. I hope this inspires and equips you to love God more deeply and to love your neighbor as yourself. At North City, our mission is to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And we hope this message emboldens you to do just that. In whatever space God has sent you to, be sure to subscribe and keep in touch with the conversations North City is having. And If you want to find out more about our community, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or online at northcitychurchmpls.com. Enjoy the message. Hey podcast listeners, this is a unique episode on North City's podcast. We get the opportunity to hear some stories from our table church sunday so table church sunday at north city happens every fifth sunday and instead of having a typical worship gathering we put the cafeteria tables out we have a big potluck it's like a feast we eat together that's the primary thing we do and we love doing this we love eating together as a community in addition to eating together we love to tell stories and this is the opportunity Uh, that we've carved out to hear stories of what god's up to in our community as we're loving our neighbors in the way of jesus so you'll hear a couple stories on this episode of people who've just been trying to respond to what god's putting in front of them as they're loving their neighbors in the way of jesus so let's jump in you'll hear some introductions from pastor christian ann as she introduces each speaker enjoy
1: this is ryan McLuhan. give him a round Ryan's been a part of uh, North City from the beginning. He was one of the bolder ones that followed JD and I into the abyss of planting a church, um, and the stories that we're telling today are not scripted. They're just things and ways that we've lived out the mission to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus and the ways that we've been trying to do that, so you might hear some fails of ways that we've been doing that, and then some just kind of cool, unexpected um, stories and things that have out, come out of that as well, so lead us, lead us in this time.
2: Hello. <laughs> Um, I'm glad that she said that it wasn't planned or scripted because I just I'm winging this. Uh, I was asked uh, last week if I would share a story, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then she texted me the other day, She's like, can I call you?" I was like, "Am I not supposed to be winging this? Because uh, <laughs> I don't have a plan." Um, so, anyways, the the story um, that I was asked to share, um, some of you might have met Brad and Marina Hugh. They're actually not here. Yeah, well, my my girls have met them. Um, I met Brad um, I was just hanging out at my house um, which to give a little context um, we bought a house from my parents so it was the house that I grew up in um, in Maple Grove so normally I wouldn't necessarily want to live in Maple Grove but like it's um, just a big part of of where I grew up and so we moved out there a couple years ago and sometimes just like the community doesn't always feel like the community that um, I naturally am drawn to, um, and so in some ways that's kind of been a a, a struggle. Um, but so I was just hanging out at home, and I got a notification on my phone. If any of you use the Nextdoor app, um, someone was like, "Hey, I need. Uh, I just found this this deal for a fridge. We just moved in." I need a trailer. Does anyone have a trailer? And I literally had gotten a trailer like two weeks before. And I was like, hey, I could probably help. And so I just randomly was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything right now. Let me know where you live. And he messaged back and was like, oh, my goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you. I live over here. And I was like, that is eight houses away. Um, I'll be over (laughs) in five minutes. I pull up. And this guy gets out and I'm like, he kind of looks familiar, but um, I, wasn't, I didn't know anything about this person. Except I was like, I don't know if, if I'm picking up an old person, a young person, I didn't know anything. And this guy is a little younger than me, but um, he gets in the car and we start chatting and it turns out that um, we had this like web of connections. Um, and so we, we learned that like we really enjoy cooking, um, we enjoy similar styles of music, um, but we also learned that we had met before. Um, he <laughs> had dated my one of my best friend's sisters, and that's apparently how we had met. Because I was like, you look familiar. Um, he knows some people from Mill City. He works, him and Marina both work at Lionsgate, so he knows Kiefer. Um, and some of those people who, so it's just this random connection. As we're driving out to Plymouth, so like the trip is 10 minutes and every everything that we're saying is just this renewed connection of, like, what? This can't be real. Uh, his wife went on a missions trip with uh, my mom. Um, her parents went to my parents' church uh, that I went to. So it was just, like, this insane web of, of ways that, like, um, we either knew each other or, like, just became closer and so it was this uh very random event where i was like ah you know i could have ignored this and would never have met this person um but it was like this little nudge that i was like oh you know what i don't have anything better to do let me give this a shot and it really turned into this really cool relationship me and Brad are really close we hang out i helped do a bunch of work on their house because he's like i don't have anyone that knows how to redo this stuff or do plumbing and I was like uh actually I I kind of know some of that stuff um and so I helped redo their bathroom um just like they bought a fixer upper and so it's just been like this thing after thing um our dogs are best friends which is really <laughs> so <laughs> they hang out and they love each other he got a dog um a couple months ago and they're basically like the same person you know dog person Um, So it's just, it's thing after thing that we're kind of like, just kind of connected and we really, uh, really care about each other. And it's really fun just kind of seeing how God works in those little things, Um, the unexpected, because I didn't expect to really have a a really good friend out of this. It was just like, I'm going to help this stranger. Um, And they, you know, started coming to North City. They had been looking for a place and they really didn't found um, a home. And so it's kind of really cool how God can work in what seems like a really small thing and turns into kind of a huge thing. So that's kind of kind of our deal. <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks for sharing. All right, we're going to do one more story and then we're going to take a little break for a second so you can be planning what your, your second strategy is. Julia, you want to come on up? This is Julia. We made sure that your name was spelled right because Stuart, Stuart is spelled multiple ways, right? It's the way that we love each other around here. I would know Christian Ann is very strange. So uh, just want to say uh, Julia has been a part of North City. Gosh, she came in kind of when we were still in experimental stage. We, ha- we launched uh, services soon afterwards. And she is a very gifted cellist. Is that the right way to say it? And so her story is kind of the way that uh, her passion around music connected her with some people. So welcome her.
3: Hello, hello, I'm kind of nervous, but we'll, um, we'll just see how this goes. Um, so Christian Ann was saying I play the cello um, and that is something that's been a part of my life since I was really small, almost as long as I can remember. Um, and I actually ended up pursuing that kind of full time in college for four years and um, have kind of pieced that back into my life over the last 10 years um, very much on the side, so I work in a different field, but play um, whenever I can. Um, so this year, 2019, I have had a lot more opportunities to play my cello in public with other people, people I haven't met before. Um, and one group I've gotten connected with in particular is um, this, this group of eight cellists, if you can imagine that. Um, cello octet, it's a thing. <laughs> Um, this group is called the Delphia Cello Quartet, so it's all ladies, and um, I was asked to be a part of a couple of shows that they were putting on this summer, and um, you might imagine finding a place to rehearse with eight cellos is actually really hard, because you have like me times eight, and then people's music and cellos, and it's, it gets to be kind of a mess, so I volunteered to have people to rehearse in my apartment. Good grief. Sorry. Um. (laughs) But I, um, one of the things that was kind of on my heart as I was thinking about this was maybe inviting them over for dinner. Um, But I also didn't want to (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Just because I just think back to that time in my life when I was pursuing music full-time. I was very stressed out. I was anxious. Um, There's a ton attached to, I think, anything if you're pursuing it 100%. And you're t- there's a danger of uh, kind of at- attaching your identity to that thing, and I um, there's just a lot. I think that um, people are in that, and the other members of this group are in kind of in that stage. I'm the oldest in the group. Um, they're on college, or they're they're doing music full time. They're piecing together multiple sources of income. They have a lot just on their plate. There's a lot of intensity. And so I noticed as I was getting to know a lot of them that, you know, they're very nice people, but there's a kind of a ton of, like, cynicism, sarcasm, like, just you get the sense that there's a lot underneath the service. So I thought, okay, picture that times eight around a table. Like, I don't know about that. But I thought that I should invite them. And I didn't actually know that they would say yes. But the crazy thing is when I, I, just, I just texted them, I said, hey, would you want to stay after rehearsal and, and have supper? And they all responded, like, within half an hour, and they they all accepted. So I thought, wow, that's interesting. So, um, (laughs) great. Um, But they all, um, we had supper. And I guess the best way I can think of to describe what that was like was just that, I mean, I prayed before, Jesus, would you be with us around the table? That's really all I prayed. And I really think that he was. Um. But the thing that was was special about it, I think, is just that kind of that spirit of um, like stress and anxiety and needing to be productive that just kind of like fell away. And I think, you know, when Jesus is in a space with people, he has a way of getting to the heart of things, right? Like he doesn't, um, he wants to know who we are and what we're thinking and what's true about us and who we really are and what we really want and what we really desire. And so, these people started talking more about things that were real—not just the things that were making them mad or stressed out, or an annoying, you know, lesson that they had or an addition that they, you know, failed at. Um, but they, you know, one woman started talking about just the stress of being back in, you know, a doctoral cello program full time, and one person started talking about um, just her really challenging relationships with. Um, classmates and um, the other members of her cello studio. Um, One person started talking about how frightened they were about all the auditions that they were going to be taking over the next several months. And so it just was like what was real started coming out. And I just sat and listened, and I shared a little bit as well. Um, But I was just struck kind of as I was reflecting on that afterwards about the story in the Bible of the paralytic where his friends bring him to Jesus. It's not necessarily his decision or something that he wants or seeking out. Like he doesn't. He maybe he wasn't even asking to be in Jesus's presence, but then bringing him into that space really changed his whole life very quickly. And um, I thought, you know, this is this is kind of like that. Like, and that it was one. That's one reason I just love being a part of this church is that we all have the opportunity to you know, sit around a table with people, whatever that looks like, whether that's, you know, helping somebody out or actually having a meal around a table. When we invite people into that, we're inviting people to experience Jesus's presence in a special way, even if they're not necessarily looking for that or after it on their own. And so, um, you know, I don't know what the effect of that dinner will be, and I wasn't, like, looking for it to have any kind of instantaneous results, but it's just the the fact that um, we were able to all Have that conversation around um, a really simple supper, and that um, people were sharing from their heart. And it almost felt like confession time, just people being open about what was true and real in their life. And so um, I was encouraged by that. So thanks for letting me share. So
1: this is Matt and Madeline Bryce. Um, She's going to assist her dad up here, of course. And uh, we're going to share, they're going to share a little more about um, kind of what it has meant for them to embody the mission to love their neighbors in the way of Jesus. And as you can hear, a theme and something that we care about in our church is eating together. Um, And these guys do that all the time. Um, I I have personally been invited long before we started this church. Uh, remember just a time when I was invited into their home and felt at home as well. So, would you welcome Matt and Madeline?
4: We're gonna do a little ventriloquist thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. It does go back. Nicole and I have always enjoyed cooking and just having people at our house, and we just it's always been such an important thing to what we do. Um, I'm going to start with a small little, like, I'm going to call it a failure, but not necessarily yet because it's a work in progress, and that's kind of we're about a year and a half new to our house in Robinsdale, and we've yet to really get to know our neighbors. Our old house in Northeast we were very connected with our neighbors there and we, and we're still trying and failing and succeeding and doing this and that with our actual neighborhood. Um, So I'm not going to talk about that as much today as I am. Madeline's school has created an amazing uh, outlet for us to be able to share life with people. And that's and the and the older Madeline gets, the more friends she gets to know, the more we find ourselves wanting to spend some time with her uh friend's parents and things like that. And we've been able to interweave a little bit of that with neighborhood, with even some of the people in at the church here have met some of those um some of those neighbors of ours. Um, and I think what we're finding out is the more, um, the more we just, I, okay, so I, again, I'm, this is kind of off the cuff too, so I'm not sure what I'm even going to say yet, but, <laughs> oh, Madeline, can you fix that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so one good example is tomorrow or not tomorrow. I guess it'd be Tuesday is is New Year's Eve. We're going to have um probably a house full of people. Mostly uh, friends of Malin's from her school. I think we have some old friends from Mill City Church. Um and it's just and these are people that don't always necessarily know each other, but just we've 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 found success Time and time again, and just letting all of our and and it's hard sometimes to know are these people going to get along with these people or not, and generally it has always worked out great. (laughs) (laughs) They made that happen. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Generally, it has actually worked out really well, and 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 I think what and I'm hoping what it is is that we've always created a space where people can just come and be themselves and that that is that is I think what we've been able to you know and it's it, um we like to play games we like to just have conversation we like to eat together and food is one of the greatest equalizers of people I think there is and um and we enjoy entertaining, we enjoy cooking, we enjoy and not everybody I don't know what it is, but that's I think what it what i what I'm getting to is we've found what it is that allows us to share with people. Um, we've tried hosting parties in our backyard that have worked or haven't worked, and so I think what it ends up being is when we can sit around a table together, we, that's where Nicole and I have become the most comfortable. And so we're, we're developing that more and more. And we're finding, you know, through ride sharing for school or um, helping. We, the more we've gotten to know some of these people, the more we've found that they trust us to watch their kids when they, when they, when they need help. Or, and just to be, Available to do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else I, I can say here. But um, we are really enjoying the fact that we're recognizing where God is asking us to be in these people's lives, um, and and finding the joy in doing that rather than because a lot of these people aren't necessarily believers or aren't necessarily, and that has never really mattered to us. We've just found that we end up uh, just being with people. I guess that's the end of the story. So,
1: <laughs> Thank you, Matt and Madeline. Your, your, your stage time may transition now. We will. We'll take it off. We're going to say the next person who's coming up. So I'm just going to give you a little preview of what how the end of our services and time together is going to go. And then J.D.'s going to share one more story and then uh, kind of give you a little update about what's happening in 2020. Um so we we do this so like I guess every fifth Sunday um only happens like four or five times a year but it's we want it to become a tradition of our church and at the end we close in unity there's lots of things that we get to do together and singing is one of those so even if you're not a singer uh worship is something that that brings us together so to reflect on the words together to sing in closing as we close in prayer so JD's going to share one more story he's also one of the pastors of this church. I'll introduce him as the most handsome man in the room because he is my husband. Here we go.
0: That last, that last piece of information is very important or otherwise that would have been awkward. Uh, yeah, so I, this is really fun because I'm not only uh, your pastor, we're not only your pastors, but we're trying to do this mission with you. We're trying to live out this mission of loving our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And I love Uh, What I heard, I think what I'm hearing in these stories and all the stories that I know are true that are not being spoken over the microphone in this room right now, something that's coming to mind for me is that love is particular, isn't it? And here's what I mean by that. When we set out to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus, we went through this phase where we're like, well, how are we actually going to do that? And then we were struck by how much the table comes up in Jesus's life as a way in which he loves those around them. And I think what you heard in the stories today, and what's certainly true of our expression of eating with our neighbors, is that we didn't really know what was going on in our neighbor's lives. This is Matt. Matt just basically said this. I didn't know what was going on in these people's lives until I sat around the table with them. When you know what's going on in someone's life, your love can be particular. Your love can be focused. And that's what we're hoping for, all of us, when we're searching out opportunities, trying to listen to what God's up to, and responding in our neighbor's lives. So uh, I, a little update, you've heard a little bit about our common table, so we now call it Camden uh, Common Table. We've got a Facebook page, so we're kind of official now. We've been going since uh, April. And uh, just a couple highlights from it that I want to point out. Um, the ownership of this group is tremendous. And we didn't really try to do that. We set out just to create the space and the rhythm to do it. So we meet every second Friday. And we were looking out on our calendar in uh, mid-November, going, oh, shoot. We are not even going to be here for the second uh, Friday in December. And we're like, well, I guess we can't have it. And we were talking with the people who were a part of it. And they're like, no, we can't have that. We got to have it. So they had it without us. They're just like, forget you guys. You're like, you started this thing, but you're not really essential to this thing anymore. And they just had it without us, which is this amazing statement of how just setting the table, uh, pun intended, uh, for this to take place in our neighborhood has built relationships that have the momentum that want to carry on even when the leaders aren't present, which is huge. And another thing I just noticed is people are now coming with their announcements about their life that I'm not sure they would have told their neighbors. So a guy just got engaged, and you could tell probably as soon as he walked in the door because he was glowing, and he couldn't even hold it inside. He just like, like it just, just came out, and he's like, guys, I'm engaged. That's because that was what the lights were doing in front of my house. And it's like, I'm sitting there listening to this guy, super jazzed for him, and now I know how to love him in the season, right? And then on top of that, I'm like, I don't think any of these neighbors sitting in this room would have known he's engaged until uh, a woman would have been living there, and they would have been like, who's that woman? (laughs) Oh, we got married last month, you know? And this is simple things, but the particularity of how our little geographical corner over here in the Victory neighborhood can love each other well all came from this practice of just trying to do what Jesus did so many times in his life. So... I just want to encourage you. You don't have to do it the way we're doing it. You don't have to do it the way that you heard it done uh, through these stories. But we are here to coach and empower you to take a step in whatever's next and loving your neighbors in the way of Jesus. So a couple things you might want to just know about that. Uh, myself and Christian Ann uh, have a regular rhythm of a coaching call of people who are trying to create these sort of rhythms of eating with their neighbors. Uh, so if you want information about that, if you got like an idea brewing about how you might do that, come join us, jump in on that experience. And we just share stories, try to strategize about how to get people together in the dead of winter, (laughs) because this makes sense when you can have a potluck outside, but we're learning it works just as well in the winter too. So that's maybe a little myth that we're busting in the midst. And that's all coming through conversations with each other if you wanna be a part of that. So um, just wanna talk a little bit uh, as I close about 2020 what 2020 looks like. And this isn't like big vision. I don't have bullet points. I don't have things. But I just want to look up a little bit and say, here's what's out on our horizon a little bit. First of all, our our teaching. Uh, trajectory. So uh, you've heard it mentioned before, Mill City, this is a church that sent us from northeast Minneapolis. A lot of our staff uh, work together, and we work in the same place. And part of that working together is sometimes we collaborate on things like teaching. And Pastor Stephanie from Mill City came to me a couple weeks ago and pitched me this idea of collaborating with them this year on doing uh, the New Testament in a year. And so for our teaching series, we are actually going to just make our way through the New Testament in 2020, which is really cool. We reserve, I was like, we reserve the right to pause and have a conversation if we need to have it, but we're going to let the New Testament guide our conversation in 2020. I think part of what's what coming from that is there's a lot swirling around in our world right now, and all, all of us who discern the conversations about what we're having next get together and talk, and we were reflecting on that, and we're like, all these conversations we feel like having next are being pushed by things that are happening in the world. What would it be like for us to let scripture guide us towards those conversations other than the other way around, if that makes sense? So there's going to be some really exciting ways for you to join in that. Obviously, joining us in reading the New Testament through this year of 2020 is great. Your first step is reading the book of Matthew in the month of January. We'll come out with a reading plan here in the next few weeks that you can follow, probably on a bookmark or something like that. Please don't let that be legalistic. Uh, It's just an opportunity for you to engage in a different way. We're not gonna follow the particular weeks with our sermons. We're gonna bounce around and highlight the things that we think are most important about those books that are shaping our conversation. But just wanted to give you a heads up about that uh, taking place. There's a lot of other things we're gonna do. I'm super excited, this is very early, but we are going to combine with Mill City again to have an event for entrepreneurs and business leaders coming in April. One thing we really care about is that the workplace is kind of the new neighborhood. So many of you, when you talk about your neighbors, it feels like those are more your coworkers. So we're thinking about how we can empower you in that space as well. So that's what I have. Kara, do you want to come up um, and lead us in a few songs? Let me just pray um, and thank God for these stories and for the storytellers. And thank you for how he's carried us in mission in 2019 and pray uh, for this next year before Kara leads us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, I'm just kind of in awe of uh, just these three stories, how much you've done in those moments that they were talking about, and how many moments are represented in this room, the relationship with this school. God, you have led us so well just in these few months. And God, we, are, we have such a sense of anticipation about what you'll do next. God, I pray that in 2020 that you would prepare us. You would prepare us to respond to the things that you're doing in our lives and God help us to have the courage to create the rhythms to listen to what you're doing. God, thank you so much for this church. Uh, Thank you for your leadership and thank you for your grace. In Jesus name. Amen.
1: Hey, this is Pastor Christian Ann of North City Church. Thanks so much for listening to this message today. We hope you feel more empowered to love your neighbors in the way of Jesus. If you have thoughts or questions, we would love to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message on our website, northcitychurchmpls.com backslash sermons. Learn more about the North City community there as well. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. A special thanks goes out to Ben Noble for the music on this podcast. If you haven't heard Ben Noble's music yet, check it out at bennoblemusic.com. Let me send you into your day with this blessing. May God give you the eyes to see and the ears to hear all that God is doing in the world around you. And may he give you the courage to respond. Amen.